everyone, and welcome to the show. <laughs> it is the fourth show of our third season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. And you can see us now. Uh, we have a very special guest today. We have a very special show. Um, you can see us because we're video recording as well. But first, beer. So we have a very special guest. This is a gentleman that I met, oh man, I want to say late last, no, it's probably a year ago now. About to be, about to be a year. About to be a year. That's awesome. We kind of stayed in touch. Uh, we met at Beer Noggin. I meet a lot of people at Beer Noggin. Surprise, surprise. And, um, but I have actually been following you on social media for probably a year before we met in person. Um, you know, followed um, uh, World Latin Star. Is that the name of the site? Mm -hmm. Which I can't seem to find on Instagram anymore for some reason, but we can get deeper into that later. Um, so this is Hector Barrientos. Uh, AKA Star Gira, AKA Hector Pow Pow, right? So he's yes. got many, many different monikers. It's a, a whole bunch of names. Like people know me by so many different names. How you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on the show. This Thanks is exciting for us. Of course. So uh, Hector hails from uh, Washington Heights. Uh, grew up there to two Dominican parents in the early 80s. Uh, moved to back to DR. Uh, his parents moved back to DR. Uh, and he was around his uncle, who was in the music industry. Uh, and what were the acts that you were kind of hanging around back then that your uncle was managing? Um, that was um, Raulín Rodriguez, very big name in the bachata world. Luis Vargas, which is like the king of, you know, the, the older version of like Romeo. He used to be like the El Rey Supremo, like the supreme king of bachata. So nice. I was around all these, um, you know, artists when they were actually coming up. You know, and to me it was fascinating because I was a kid, you know, a little kid just hanging out in the rehearsals and my uncle had like a restaurant slash club okay. in the Dominican Republic where they used to rehearse in, he used to do gigs and I used to be, you know, there from starting. I was like, I want to be, I want to be a musician when I grow up, <laughs> you know, I, that's what I want to be. I want to hold something, a guitar, a yeah. bongo or something. So that, yeah, that's why I, I got my music, uh, my music tip from, I guess, you know. So, so you saw the excitement and the joy that it would bring people, and that kind yeah, of drew you in? Yeah, yeah. That's always, beautiful. Always, nice. always been there, just trying to, you know, spread love and show, show, you know, show good vibes, you know, send good vibes to everybody, just have fun. Live awesome. Life, you know. Speaking of good vibes, let's discuss the beer we're all having. Uh, <laughs> oh, what are you guys having? That's Maine? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's, okay. Thank you. So we okay. picked up, we picked up, uh, we went to the Chico's yesterday, like I told you, in Ardsley, New York, and they have like four or five locations now uh, throughout Westchester. You've been to the one in Pelham, right off of the Hutch, yes. right off exit five, right? So uh, we picked up a bottle of Maine Brewing Company's Thank You, which is their seasonal IPA that they change the recipe to uh, every year uh, around springtime. Uh, so this year, uh, their recipe is a little bit different. It's a 6.2 ABV with aromas of mango, grapefruit, and lemon, and notes of grass, flowers, and bread. Uh, it's made with main uh, grown grains and experimental hop varietals. Uh, so they actually use all of the ingredients that are incorporated into this beer are from the state of Maine. Awesome. And the brewery actually gets a tax break uh, for, for utilizing in-state ingredients, which is pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, what are you drinking on before we cheers? I'm right here. Let me pour this right here. Let me just Gun Hill, nice. Keep it local. I see what you're doing. Bronx I see what you're doing. Gun Hill. <laughs> nice. 
Look at that color. Wow. So bad. That is beautiful. But uh, it's a very good beer. Let me tell you guys, uh, this is from Gun Hill, one of their newest Berliners, Hibiscus. Ah. Yeah, this has um, strawberry, soursop, strawberry, hibiscus, vanilla, and a little bit of lactose. Wow. wow. Okay. This is so good and refreshing, especially after a long night like I had. <laughs> you wake up and you take down a Berliner. Like I, I feel like I could chuck this right now and do one of my videos, call it Sangre of something. This is blood of <laughs> blood of giraffe's blood or something. You like chuck it down. <laughs> this is why I, this, this is my my wave in the ground, man. So this well, is very good. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for cheers, coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Jim told me you uh you are a chugger. Yes. I could definitely yeah, I chug think, this right now. I think you are in the professional ranks of all beer chuggers globally. <laughs> Uh, I don't know so, how you're able to just open everything up, but it's pretty impressive. I've watched you do it so, so many good. times. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is really good. I like it. You can, you get the floral notes out of this. I, you can definitely smell the grass. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool. You're like tasting the state of Maine, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Look, I always wanted to go to Maine. I always wanted to go to Maine and visit Maine. We're talking about doing a brewery trip. Um, oh, nice. Maybe we can like coordinate something. We want to like go to... Yeah, like Portland, and then where where uh, Maine Brewing Company is in Freeport. Um, but you know, we'd like to do it with the podcast, and and you know, meet the different brewers and do some interviews, which would that, be cool. That's awesome. That's a great idea. We I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so I read your your bio, and it said when you were a kid, your parents used to pay you to dance at parties. Yes. <laughs> my mom. My mom. Now that I grew up, my, like, my mom had a little side hustle going on with me because I used to be in every little party. Like, I used to be like, why am I in so many parties? What's why going on? Why am I the only kid here? Did she dress yeah, you so, up? Oh, no. I used to dress nice, you know, like a you know, normal little six, five-year-old. And my, my father and my mother were very inclined with merengue music. That's what, you know, that's what we grew up with, you know, dancing, uh, merengue. Every time something's going on, there's always merengue, cleaning time, merengue, merengue is life, basically. So For people that don't know what merengue is, explain to them what kind of music that Spanish, is. Spanish, uh, it originates from the Dominican Republic. Merengue has about, it started with uh, six musicians, our accordion, tambora, guira, a singer, and a box bass called la caja, basically. Nah, I forgot the name of that, the exact name. But it's like six musicians were then evolutionized. Like, now we have like 14 musicians in the band. Wow. A whole <laughs> big band with trumpets, saxophones, a whole percussion set with tambora, guira. That's the instrument that I play. It's like a cheese grater looking instrument that you scrape, which is like the tweeter, the treble yeah. of, of the music. That's the, yes. my, my, mu my instrument is the most annoying instrument you could ever play. That's when people be like, oh, play the guida, like by myself right here, make all this noise. No, like, it's not that I want to be a ass about it. I'm like, it's the most annoying instrument. So, so it, it only go, really goes with the entire full band. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. basically, like, you could do your solos and stuff like that, but you need, you need music behind it. Like, you can't just pick up a guida stuff. Making you making sounds, it's just not really good. So we got this Long. big band and a little five year old dancing to it. Is yeah, that, so is that <laughs> we, have all, we have this merengue music, and I was always, you know, I always like music, so I always just dance. There used to be a band called Los Kenton in the 80s. They used to be like 
karate slash acrobat <laughs> dancing in merengue. Like you have, to, I'm gonna send you a link so you can see these guys dancing, like okay. all kinds of kicks and flips. So me as a kid, I used to imitate them, right? right. And I used to be, I guess I was, I was nice. I was, you know, yeah. I used to, you know. So I used to go to little parties and I remember, you know, people started giving me dollars and five dollars. And, you know, that's a point that I was like, oh, 60, 70 dollars. OK, right now. Wow, that's a lot. Cool. But who knows? Like, that was me. Like, who knows how much my mom was making? <laughs> <laughs> my mom probably had a contract with me. Like, yeah, you got to give me 500. <laughs> and he gave me. <laughs> tip him, tip him. <laughs> and after, yeah, after that 70, I'll take. I'll take 55 and take them to McDonald's tomorrow at 181st and, that's and Broadway. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so you were like eight years old when you moved to DR? Oh, yes, I was about like seven going on eight when we moved to DR. My parents decided to um, relocate and, you know, try to make it happen in DR. And we were there for a few years. You know, I went to school there from uh, third, to, uh, third to beginning of sixth grade, basically. Okay. Um, and during that time, it was awesome. I learned a lot of things. It was a, it was a, a culture shock for me because now I, I was I always stuck in like social social studies because it was like you do three years here, and then you come to the, to the states, and you get all this like different years and things that happen. You'd be like, what? Right, right. I'm so lost. <laughs> like I'm the music. Music is my thing. <laughs> too much going on. <laughs> But when you got down there, were you bilingual? Yes. You were that young. You knew, you learned English yes. in the states. And I learned yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was it was it was a whole it was a different different life for me, different experience. Like you come from here having light all the time and hot water and yeah. you know. Oh wow. Being, and out there it's just like the light. It's eleven o'clock. Okay, no light. You have no electricity. You can't watch TV. What? You, know, you, got, you have to get a generator. You have to buy a generator. Yeah. Yeah. No, the light goes. The light just shuts down. You be chilling I here. I did not know you that. You be in a Zoom meeting, and <laughs> no light. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So wow. That's a lot of musicians in DR now. They're doing the IG lives. They be having the IG live playing the instrument, and 13 minutes later, what happened? He's off. <laughs> the light. That's crazy. No light. <laughs> yeah, so it, it has gotten better. It has gotten better. But DR, yeah, we have we have always had that issue with light, um, where people have to get generators, you know, to to always have electricity, um, cold water all the time, cold showers, bro. I ice can't take cold. a cold shower. I can't. I can't. Ice I can't. cold. So I'm used to the ice cold water. That's why I don't, I don't even complain sometimes. How old were you when you first? <laughs> how old were you first started playing your first instrument? It was. That your first instrument that you played or no? Uh, my first instrument was guira. I picked it up actually when I was already like a teenager, when I came back to the States. Like I used to want to be around musicians all the time, but you know, being that I wasn't with my parents, I used to be with my uncle, I'd be there. And that's, you know, that was the time that I had to get to see them, then get back home. But um, I picked up my first instrument here when I was about what, 13, 14, when I, you know, came back here and I met my my cousins, we actually got, you know, a little closer. They moved around my way, and I discovered that they were bands already, like known bands, and they were performing. Nice. I was like, oh, these are my guys. It's a family <laughs> thing. <laughs> Music was in the family, yes. That's awesome. So here we go. So that was around having... 93, 93, 94, right? Yes. 13, yep. 14, you pick 14, up the yeah. instrument. Were you yeah. listening to any other genres of music in New York City at that time? None. 
Really? I focus. I focus in merengue. I forgot about hip hop. I forgot about everything. Uh, I became like a merengue, like just blinded because this is what I wanted to do. Okay. So it was just wake up, get my instrument, drive my grandma, my my mother crazy, get in my room. You know, like I still have the habit. I still like myself in my room and practice my instrument to this day. Um, how, y- so, yeah. how young? Were, how young were you when a band approached you and you? They were like, "Hey, we want you to play with us." Um, that was already 18, 18, 19. Okay. Um, my cousin, my cousin started sending me to, um, because he was busy, you know, with other bands performing. He started sending me to rehearsals to cover him. And that was my thing. I felt like a superstar already. I used to take the bus and go to the other side of the Bronx with my little instrument. I used to bring it out in front of the people so people could see me. <laughs> Cause I was hyped. I was like, I, yeah, I was, I'm going to a rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like now I think of it, like, what well, was it? Was a cornball? <laughs> so uh, I used to go to rehearsals, and from there, you know, I used to go cover him. Bass started approaching me. That I used to go rehearse. Like, oh, you know, um, you want to come rehearse with us? We have, you know, we have some gigs coming up and nice. stuff like that. But during that time, I think it was so busy, and everybody had their band that I had to wait my turn. So my thing was just practice and go to rehearsals and until I got my first opportunity, which was a, a band called City Banda. It's a little like seven musician band with one saxophone, no trumpets. Oh wow! You know the saxophone was you know all the guys would fall asleep in the middle of the tracks. It was <laughs> funny days. It was that sounds like heroin. I don't know. <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> Good, good memories for me. So yeah, like, I got my first opportunity there. We used to go play in a club called La Luna in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And that's why, yeah, I was with them for about almost a year, just doing little gigs every week, every other week. And from there, I got my opportunity like in 2004. Okay. 2003, four. So I got my the first big band that called me. It was called Banda Tuya, and they were doing like 10 gigs a week. So I went from like doing wow. one gig 10, to 10 gigs. It was crazy. It was and did you travel with them? Yes, we traveled well, within, within the U.S. They were basically big here in the city. You know, during the time in the 90s, the merengue game was very big here. And there was a lot of clubs in the city. And we were getting, you know, merengue was getting a lot. So they were big in the city. We did travel, you know, Boston, Washington, Virginia. Yeah. We were in down South Carolina, North Carolina. We did, you know, we did a lot of states within the U.S. But with that band, I never got to travel. Okay. I got my traveling with Amalfis in later 2004 or five, like 2005 okay. or Yeah, and I got to travel a lot. Who would you people. say? Who would you say was your mentor uh, when once you really got into it, like 18 and up years old, years of age? Like who kind of took you under their wing? Who had the biggest influence on you, like to kind of perfect your craft to like just know how to play with a full bands like that you know you no know, it's crazy and like i had a few guys that actually you know like my cousin you know he was there but i feel like i was like a self-taught like I, i'm the type, type of guy that i don't like to go and be asking somebody too many questions like now i've learned that now is yeah i'll go ask you 18 questions i don't care if you get upset but before i was so shy and i didn't want people to think that you know i was bothering them or anything like that i used to go home and sit down listen to a track 26 times back to back like this like Okay, he does this. Let me learn how to do this. So you would learn by ear? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I learned by ear. Everything that I do, I learn everything by ear. Wow. You know, all the cuts. Like, my brain is, like, just full of tracks from all that time, and I still, you know, know all my tracks. And if you call me, like, this band that called me, you know, three years later, I don't play with them no more. I'll be like, yo, I got an emergency. Come through. I got a gig. 
I was both. That's what, you know, That's what makes me, you know, good and different in my, in my side. You know, my, my brain is, yeah. like, very good when it comes to cuts and timing. My timing is intentious. It's just on point. I, re- I have recorded so many tracks, um, just just the click, which is, like, the dump, the, dump, the beat. Yeah. Recording that during the 90s, early 2000s, they used to call me to record drums, like keypad okay. drums for timing. Yeah. That's how good my timing was at one point. <laughs> Are you day. involved in any post-production at all? Have you ever gotten into that, like in the booth? Yeah. Like perfecting record- tracks? Recording tracks? Yeah, I've recorded yeah. for a whole bunch of artists. My name is in a lot of CDs, okay, a lot cool. of big names. Um, even recently, Amati's uh, throughout a CD, I recorded like three tracks for him. I recorded for Tulile. You know, I recorded albums for uh, Bachata, for Eddie Josh. He was part of the MTV team at one point. Um, I have a lot of albums under my wing. It's been, it's been, it's been a long 20 years already, almost 20 years. Wow. Years. That's cool. Yeah. That's it's been cool. a while. Out of, of all the places you traveled to, which was your favorite place? Um, I like Europe. I really enjoyed Europe. Have really you ever like been Europe. to Spain? Yes. You went to Spain. But the thing with, with, the, with the music tour sometimes are that you go there and you go to the hotel, you go to sound check, you don't get to explore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything is just like, you know, you have fun because the city's so beautiful and you go on the bus and you're like, yo, look at that. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. But basically, going to the, you know, going to the club, you know, we come out, go to the hotel, we break night, basically drinking, go to sleep, wake up, sound check in another city, you got to take a bus for six, seven hours. Yeah. Wow. So it was, it, yeah. it was, it's like that, but I would like to go to Europe again. I really enjoyed the scenery there and everything that's, that's around that, that we, you know, everything that we went to, it was nice. It was really nice. So I would like to go to Europe and explore. Not music related. Right, right, right. Actually, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I read that you were gifted a homebrew kit, and you didn't even drink beer at the time. Yeah, I hated beer. <laughs> what? I, yeah, yeah, you did not like beer. <laughs> yeah, because I hated the taste of Corona and Coors Light, and that's what Hispanics basically grew up drinking. And Heineken. You know, <laughs> Heineken. You know, well, I no. thought. Yeah, I still drink. My mom still drinks Heineken. I drink Heineken with my mother, you know, when we link up. I drink my Heineken. But Corona and cool, I cannot just grasp the taste of nothing. Right. Why am I doing this to myself? Why? Like, I'm just, if I want to, you know, if I want to pee, I, I drink a guy in the water. And I, <laughs> I, I go to the bathroom 10 times and feel bloated for no reason. Like, why? Yeah. It's, it was crazy. So I never used to like beer. I used to drink Hennessy a lot. Hennessy. Yeah. Hard liquor, strong hard liquor drinker. Hennessy. So did you, did you get into beer by making your own beer? Yes. That's crazy. That, yes. <laughs> you like, I made some good shit. I like beer now. That's cool. <laughs> so yep. you just made the New England IPA. You want to tell us a little bit about the process you went through to, to make that? Well, this I bought a, I bought a kit, actually. I okay. bought a kit, and then I tweaked the kit and added a few other things. Wow. To, to make it, you know, the best, the best tasting as possible because you know the kids come you know it's regular malts nothing crazy yeah and being that i haven't brewed in a little while um i was like let me just get a kid to start off you know that way i could get eat slow eat slow my way into the you know the all grain again and do my five and ten gallons like i used to do mm-hmm. so i bought myself a kit of uh new england ipa i actually wanted to get a it was an imperial blonde that i wanted to do with uh fruits uh mostly it was, i was thinking about strawberry mint 
And okay. I got the wrong I got the wrong kit. I got the wrong kit. I got a new England IPA kit and I was like, Oh, so it's New England IPA, so let me get some, you know, things that I wanna act with. You know, so I added some citra hops, I added some um agave nectar that I wanted to add. I added more oats for the mouthfeel. Yeah. You know, okay. Speaking a little bit so you know, yeah. so you get you know actually that new England IPA. I didn't use hops all the way into the last ten minutes of the of the boil. Wow. To give it that, that big bitterness. Yeah. And I added five ounces of hops in the whirlpool. You know, just, you know, once I turned down the heat, I added five ounces of hops, shook it for like 20 minutes. You know, being that I'm good with my instrument, I'm quick with, you know. Came in <laughs> handy. That timing. Was, I'll, be there, I'll be there forever. <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> so I did that. 20 minutes. Um, I have it here. I, I showed you that, you know, I have it here in uh, my kegerator now, fermenting at 70 degrees stable. I have a temperature control. And uh, a few days in the next uh, four days, uh, June 2nd, three days. Next three days, I'm going to dry hop it with six ounces of hops. Nice. Leave wow. it there, you know, for seven days. Bring it out, and I'm going to keg it. It's going to be one of my first uh, keg beers. Let oh, us know, wow. let us know when you do that. I'd love to taste yes, it. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. I got you. I got you with a growler, my bro. That's what's up. Link up. Got, you with, got you with a growler. So, cool. yeah, my, my plans are hopefully, hopefully getting to brew every week, every two weeks, getting back, you know, steadily into that also want to move i need space so i could get you know a bigger system because yeah i've burnt out my kitchen basically you know, my what? Kitchen, <laughs> i burnt out my kitchen this is a, my stove is black from all you know the boil overs and stuff like that it's, just, it's a mess you know i live in an apartment so i have a whole closet like an extra rolling closet with all my pots and stuff just in the middle of the living room looking i bet your weird. wife loves that your looking that. looking weird when are you gonna throw that closet away? What are you gonna do? I was like, hey, let's let me get a grandfather. Let me get an anvil. But you know, that's the all-in-one new system that they have now. Great. That's an all-in-one vessel that is that are great. Yeah. So hopefully, I get in the next few months. I get a I get an anvil or grandfather, and also move so we can get you know start getting everything ready to start distributing that's at least getting my license ready and stuff like that. Those are the future plans. That's amazing. So I got to let our listeners know something. You have been doing these hilarious videos for a while now on Instagram. Yeah, about two years. Where did the inspiration for these come up? Like, did somebody say, hey, dude, you're hilarious. Like, you should do, like, quick snippet videos. Or it was, did you take yeah, it yeah. yourself? <laughs> it was me. It, me, I found it. I found Instagram as a channel to just vent. Okay. There's so much shit that goes on in my life and my brain. Yeah. So I started talking one time on the in the little in the gram. Started stories because I it was like stories erasing twenty four hours. I could say whatever you know whatever I want to say. And it's how I'm feeling, and that space gonna erase in twenty four hours. You know I'm not gonna feel the same way tomorrow maybe. So it's awesome. So I started doing that, and um, the guys from Worldland Star reached out to me. They were like, "Bro, you are you are special. What's going on?" Like keep doing this you need to keep doing this because i i used to just do it here and there you know two or three times a day whatever and then the next day i should not show up come by he's like you gotta keep doing this you gotta keep talking you gotta just be you don't change just be you so i was like all right i'll be me it's like i'm not i'm not being anybody else but being me you know so he's like i should do that so you know from there he started reposting we started reposting and stuff like that and from there, I just like, okay, so this is cool. Let me just keep doing it. And every day I wake up, however I wake up, I just say good morning. If I'm not having a good day in the morning, then I say, fuck the haters, yo. Fuck all you motherfuckers talking all this shit about me. I'll punch you in your face. You know, stuff like that. 
then the next day I'm I'm off here like, oh, you know, love each other. Small, it's all love. Everybody got to love each other. Except the haters. Nah, the haters don't love nobody. You got to do them alone. So, I love when you're on the fire escape and you're looking at people and you're like, that guy doesn't have a mask on, that guy doesn't have a mask on. Yeah, like, yeah people tend to have, have, have forgotten about the whole mask. The heat is too hot in the Bronx. Yeah. It's like, my block is always hot. I live in a, in a hot block, so it's like too hot for having masking gloves away. Yeah. Like, open the pump. Let us yeah. No, I, one of the away with, with cold water. <laughs> one of the uh, like consecutive video stories like that I watched of yours a couple weeks ago. You were driving around the Bronx to to check out the lines at the different post offices because I guess you had yeah. to ship something out. Because or, or... I was trying to yeah, I I trade beer with a few friends of mine around the state, okay. and I had a few boxes that I had to ship out, and I had them there for over over a week. Yeah. Because I used to walk around the line, like, why is, why is these lines so crazy? Yeah. Why? I had to go, before this whole thing started, I was, I was going to go on a work trip to a manufacturing plant that my company has down in Costa Rica. So I had to get my passport renewed. And one of the post offices, you can go and do that. We live in Yonkers, and one of the post offices was in Kingsbridge, in the Bronx. Ooh. And I know you've been to that office. And it is a complete shit show at that office, right? So I went. And there's a dude in line and he, and we had the, there was too many people in the post office. So the woman comes out from the back and she said, listen, you're all going to, you know, going to be able to get to go today, but it's a fire hazard for y'all to be in here at the same time. There was way too many heads in there, right? So they gave us tickets and they said, come back at noon. Everybody from this, beyond this time, come back at noon, uh, behind this part of the line, come back at noon. So I said, all right, I'll take my ticket. I'll walk around neighborhoods here. I guess something to eat, right? I go, I hang out in my car a little bit. I get back, and this Irish dude, like, straight off the boat from Ireland, like, he's there with his son to get him a passport so he can go over there and, like, play rugby or something, right? And That's racist. No, for real. That's what, that, they said that's what he was there for. And I'm fucking Irish. So anyway, so I come back at, like, 12.01, right? And the ticket didn't hold a specific spot in the line. Once you got there, you had to just get back in line, right? Just get back and just... Right. Yeah, so this motherfucker tries to cut. He comes in, he goes, I have numbered, you know, 18, so I should be, like, over here. I go, that's not how this shit works, bro. So I got a, I got a big argument with this dude, and the woman comes back, and she had to explain it to him. And now he's, like, pissed off, right? And he just stood. The, the line was a U, and he just stood in the middle. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? What? Bro. It was, it was the craziest Afternoon of my life. It was nuts. I was there for like a, an yeah. entire Saturday afternoon, but it's great. Yeah, I, I, I ended up going. I passed by six or seven post offices that day, and I was just. You were so like, now I'm on Burnside. Now I'm on yeah, University. I yeah, I started in Burnside. The one around me is the one in Burnside, and this is, this is like the, the busiest post office in the whole United States. I'm telling you, the line goes around the block two times. Like it goes yeah. one block. What is everybody mailing? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm like, are they shipping out? Are they giving discounts? Are they shipping up for half off? Are they giving free? What is going on here? Like, why so many people? So from there, I drove to, to Kingsbridge. Yep. Worse. There's just a jungle of people out there. The big line all the way, all the way going to Fordham, basically. I was like, this is, this is insane. Yeah. I went from there. I went to the other one in, um, in Webster. Yeah, it's so funny because he's driving by and you can see the lines wrapping around. There's a line. I went to the one in Belmont. I went behind 43rd Ave. Yeah. And my, bro my brother told me, he's like, well, around me, he lives around McCool's. He's like, there's a post office 
it's not it's not that busy, check. So I go around, I see the line already, but the line turns in the corner. I'm like, oh, the line goes around the corner. This is crazy. I'm looking, and there's only one guy around the corner, and there's like probably like eight people. So I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm yeah. not I'm not driving no more. I'm doing this, this. I'm doing this line. What happened? I get I go to my box. I forgot. I have to. Put, I haven't put no labels in the box or anything. I mean, and I'm like, ah, oh, great. Now what? <laughs> so now I gotta go to the guy that's the, the last person. I'm like, look, bro. I have a, so a few boxes. I have to touch them up. I gotta put the labels on. Write it down. I can't do it standing up. It's a few boxes. I'm gonna be behind you. That took me about 20 minutes. I don't know what was going on with my <laughs> with my spelling that day. It took me 20 minutes putting extra tape around, making sure because I'm shipping out beer, you know. So I go back. It was like the guys are right around the corner around the entrance of the of the post office. I'm here coming with my box, and everybody's looking at me like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> hey, hey, hey! The the line is back there. I was like, "Nah, my bro, I'm behind here. My dog right here. This dude right here." Like, ask him. You know. I'm like, "Hey, right?" He's like, "See, see, see, see." It's stuck with me. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So after like a week, that's how I got to ship out my beer. That's then crazy. after that, of course, I did some videos. Everybody started, oh, come to my post office in Jersey. Come to my <laughs> post office in Brooklyn. I was like, that's a little kind of, you know, steep for me to avoid a line. <laughs> yeah. Spend drive, more in gas. Spend yeah. $17 in, in tolls and gas. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and go ship out because I'm going to wait. I don't want to wait in line. Like, nah. All right, so you wake up every morning. You got like an old school coffee percolator that you use. Yes, La Greca. That's what it's called? That's what it's called, La Greca. Okay. And why, so why do you, do you make it a certain way? Go through the process of what you do with your coffee. It's, it's, it's Bustelo and cinnamon. That's okay. it. And okay. regular tap water. Yeah. But my, my Greca, the Greca boss now is so old. It's like the oldest Greca and it looks so beat up. And everybody <laughs> makes fun of it. That that's why I started doing the videos because I did one video. Hilarious. And I got murdered. My DMs <laughs> were on fire. <laughs> you burned, Greca, what the hell? You don't clean your shit? Da, da, da. I'm like, you don't know the process. This is like this from all the times I've lit this Greca up. Like it's burnt yeah. charcoal, burnt. No matter oh, wow. how much you clean it, it's already, it's already that color. It's like, it's like that. It looks like that. It looks beat up. And it makes the best coffee. I don't know because the rubbers inside of worn out is, I don't yeah. know, is the rust. It's awesome. It makes the best coffee ever for me. So you're tasting coffee from like 1956 out of that thing? <laughs> Probably before. I only. I don't even know. I think this guy came with the apartment. To be honest. <laughs> I swear. I don't remember how I got this Greca. I know it's just destroyed. Look, this Greca is just destroyed. Look, this I is my it. Greca. Look, Holy you see? Shit, this is, oh my this, god! This is, this is life. This wow. is just being burnt from turning on the heat on high. You wow! See that tag is Greca Boss. <laughs> His name. This is the boss. <laughs> Nobody makes coffee like the boss. That is so, so funny. So does that make enough for you and your wife in the morning? No, it's for me. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. make your own. <laughs> All right, you ready? You yeah. ready? Coffee or beer? More. Whoa. Be more passionate. You could have a beer with coffee. Oh, beer, beer, wait, beer. beer. Okay, but you I need coffee. Yeah, but you I need coffee, coffee by ten in the morning or I catch a headache. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wild headache. Uh, favorite style of beer. Right now, yes. Berliners. Berliners. Wow. I love Berliners. Berliner vices. Wow. Okay. 
Okay. I love them. And from uh, there, I go to the, to the, to the double IPAs. To the double IPAs. Okay, double beautiful. Um, a question we ask all of our guests on this show. I think we know the answer, though. Ask. <laughs> First beer you ever had, even if it was your kid, when you were a kid and it was your uncle's beer or whatever, you know? Uh, Lohenbrau. Lohenbrau. Wow. I haven't heard that name in... Lohenbrau. Why'd you say you thought you already know? I thought he was going to say Corona because he said he hated Coronas. <laughs> oh, no, you thought you were going to say Presidente. No, no, no. I had Presidente once. I got Presidente once I got back <laughs> Once I got back to the yard, remember, and here in, in the, in, you know, Presidente just started getting here a few years back. We didn't have yeah. a Presidente, unless you used to bring him in the, in the, in your, in your maleta from the yard, right. well <laughs> you know, but, um, my mom and my, my mom and my father and my father, they used to have a lot of get togethers in the house. Like my father, my family was always late when it came to parties. Like we always used to drink any excuse. Oh, yeah. son, drink. So you always, <laughs> Like, whoa, you know, oh, the neighbor's birthday today? Oh, we got a drink, too? There was a party here, too. We all celebrating. It's family. So, yeah. Love it. Lo- and Bex. I remember those first beers. Bex, yeah. When I was a kid. Like, I, you know, I had a little sip. Small uncles would give me sips and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you like the taste of it or no? No. No. Never. Never. <laughs> okay. That's and awesome. then when I yeah, then when I grew up, you know, I, I did I did go through my Coke forty five stage though as a teenager, you know. Yeah. Malt liquor, you know, you go through your days. I I drank yep. a whole bunch of Coke forty five. Old Milwaukee and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, but then it got to a point that I hated it. It's just like what yeah. what am I doing to myself? Like I'm grown, I'm like I, I call for the Hennessy and I'm here drinking Coke forty five. Like yeah, like I used to bum myself like I'm, are you a bum? <laughs> Go buy yourself a Hennessy, bro. Stop. <laughs> so, uh, during this whole quarantine time, right, we've been in the house for however long now. I don't even know what day it is. I don't know. Um, have you gotten with any of your bands and done like a Facebook Live concert or anything like that? Have you been doing? No, music? no. no we. But there's been a lot of work going on. A lot of work going on. A lot of uh, <clears throat> tracks coming out. Like a lot of bands still, rec- you know, recording tracks. Still bringing out. We started a movement, you know, called Queremos Merengue, which is to support more merengue in the clubs because that's what happened. You know, that's what the business, the, the genre is so, you know, so on the floor right now because the clubs, the radio stations stopped supporting and we lost gigs. You know, everybody's losing money. So we have a movement going on now. They have a few, a few of the guys uh, called Queremos Merengue to somehow bring merengue back into the clubs and the radio station, get more play. You know, that way we could get more gigs going on, you know. Queremos merengue in English. We all want merengue. Yeah, want merengue. We want merengue. Yeah, that's awesome. So your last name, Barrientos. Yes. That is the... Tu apellido es de uh, España. Yeah, but somehow, I don't know how what happened. How that last name ended up in Santo Domingo. And, and it means... Do you know what it means? you know the origin? No, not, not even. I know it's like... It means uh, it's like a family, right, that lives near a barrier or a fence. So did you really? grow up with? Did you grow up with a big fence or wall around your house? That's wow! No. So that's the origin. That's the origin of your name in Spanish. In, in like, Spain. I know in DR we like the only family with that last name. That's okay. my father. It's like where we come from. Like that's always like the bottom level. You know, I'm not the type of person. I'm like, eh, you're the only one. We special. That's it. I'll take it from there. <laughs> but then 
and I know in Mexico there's barrientos, and uh, yep. Venezuela there's barrientos, and yep. um, um, Guatemala there's a few barrientos. I'll be like, yo, I'm, this is this is why maybe I'm looked at Dominican sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super Dominican, but they confuse me for all kinds of other nationalities sometimes. Like, all right, bro. Have you ever traveled to Central and South America uh, with you know doing your music at all? Yes, we went. We went to. We went to Guatemala. Did we go? Yes, we went to Guatemala, and we went to we've been to Mexico. You know, we went to Mexico uh, twice. How was Guatemala? It's nice. It's well, like I said, this is go hotel. We did two. music. We did two. Yeah. We did one one private party, which was like in a big hacienda, a big house. Yeah. And then we did another club, weird club, weird. Okay. What you mean? Why was it weird? It was just dark. I don't even remember seeing people there. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was <just> dark. <laughs> we, went, we got in, we got in, 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 in the bus. We went to the back. We came down the stairs. It was light. We opened up. It was very dark. We performed. Like, we saw, the, you know, the shadows and stuff like that. We, and it smelled like straight cigarettes. They didn't, have, <laughs> they didn't have gas for the generators that night? It was, it, it was bad. It was bad. Same thing happened to us in Mexico the first time. We actually almost got shot in Mexico. We almost, we almost started, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the owner wanted to be wanted to be little stingy with his money and save money. Because in Mexico they have a musician union that if you go on tour for the first time, either you pay a certain amount of money or you use half of the band from Mexico. Mexican musicians to uh, get that money, which is it makes sense. Yeah, he didn't know about that. He just you know he like he did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah, all our, all our gigs got boycotted out there, man. Wow. So yeah, in, in some of your in some of your videos, right, when you're uh, you're taking down some of these IPAs, you say "pow pow" at the end. What is explain to us what "pow pow" means? "Pow pow" is like "pow pow" is a pela. It's like when your mom whip your ass. Like, oh, what a "pow pow"? If you do that, you know, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I that's call it. That's like I was gonna get thrown at your head. Or, yeah. You know, so yeah. I I call it, I call the beers like craft beer, good craft beer, pow pow, because you know people that do not know about it and they come in with the with the chest open that they drink anything. I've seen people. I've seen dudes sit sit down with three. Yep. Throw up my car and everything. Yo, what are you? What are you giving me? <laughs> Yo, you only have three beers, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, I'm I'm here like, damn, bro. That's funny. And you're peeping the label on the side of the can. You're like, all right, yeah. you know how many 8.6s I can have. 8.9.3s. They're like, yeah. there's nothing. There's nothing. That's so smooth. They don't taste like nothing. Three beers later, they out all there right. making a fool out of themselves. Like, my, like this tastes my, like raspberries. And those yeah, raspberries go back to you on your ass. Filled up my whole cup holder side of my door last time I went out with him. It was just, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so... Beers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been doing some videos uh, that are incorporating your one-year-old son, and yes. you do the face swap, yeah. which I've been crying laughing at because I think it's <laughs> like your one-year-old baby has your beard and it just it's yeah, like, and I have the little curly hair. Oh, it's I mean, so you, know, <laughs> you gotta see these videos. I'm, so like, I'm, li I'm lying over to your little nephew, <laughs> and I, so, you be talking because. We make the videos and you know, I speak Spanish and I always tell, like, he's talking to me like, oh, I'm always going to drink. Like, oh, look, look at this one. He <laughs> said he's not going to drink today, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get thirsty later on. The papa's going to be activo. Shut up. Don't be talking like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, is he starting to talk man. a little bit? 
Uh, he says, que lo que? That's like a Spanish slang for what's up. Yeah. I think I think he thinks my name is Keloke and not Daddy. <laughs> so I've been showing him how to say Keloke for the gram. I'm like, oh, say Keloke. Like, cool, 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 cool. So I think he 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 thinks my name is Keloke now because that's what he sees me. He's like, cool, 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 cool. Like, All right, bro. It's Daddy. Dada. He's like, Dada. How's he sleeping? Pretty good through the night now? Um, now he's getting to sleep pretty good. We found the okay. trick. We are stuffing his face with cereal and milk. Okay. Because well, he used to wake up at 2, 3 in the morning. Like, sometimes he's so tired that he just goes to sleep. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to drink milk. He goes to sleep, and then he wakes up hungry at yeah. 2, 3 in the morning. So now we just he's going to be up. He's going to drink his milk, eat some cereal, eat some food before he goes to bed. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't finish, he doesn't go to bed. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get my drink on and, you know... <laughs> I'll have to be active. <laughs> you know, I got to be active at night. you guys out of house and home, right? Excuse me? He's eating you guys out of house and home. His appetite's like crazy yeah, right he, now. he eats. He eats. Like, he eats a whole bowl in the morning. He drinks his milk. 11, 12 ounces of milk. You know, then he eats a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Or farina. A yeah. bowl, a whole bowl. Hour later, we got to give him two, three, you know, Baby foods, the compotas, the little bottles, two of yeah. them. Um, mom makes, you know, his mom makes some um, food purees at home with a baby bullet ninja. All yeah. kinds of food. He drinks that too. Drinks a, a whole bottle of water. That's a healthy kid. Hour later, he wants more food. Starts crying. Jesus. <laughs> so I don't know. He like, he he can't talk. So we insist that is hungry. So we just feed him. He. he... <laughs> <laughs> So while we've been talking, chopping it up, uh, Dana cracked open another beer, and I just want to let you guys know what we're having right now. Um, it is from Other Half in Brooklyn. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so okay. so we got the Double Dry Hopped Forever Simcoe. I've had Forever before, which is uh, like a session IPA. Four, it's like a 4.5, 4.6. This is their Double Dry Hop uh, Forever. It's an Imperial uh, Single Hop IPA. Um, it's 8.5%. ABV, so it's, a, it's hitting me right now. I'm not going to lie. Pow, pow. <laughs> a little pow, pow right now. Um, so they have two locations. I thought they were only in Brooklyn. They have an upstate, western New York location outside of Rochester. Did you know they that? Opening, they're opening up also in Williamsburg. Really? Wow. I did yeah. not know that. They should have been, been, been open now. You know, I'm pretty sure this, uh, this whole, you know, pandemic, everything threw everything <laughs> off. You oh, know. yeah. But um, they're supposed to be opening up in Williamsburg. Towards the waterfront? Do you know? Like, um, or? Uh, I believe it's around where, around Berry and Fifth, around that area. Okay. Which is a very they're, good area. They're one of the most popular yeah. New York City breweries, uh, other half is. Yeah. Uh, so in, in Brooklyn, they're located on 191 Center Street. We went there a couple of weeks ago. Dan and I made a run to there in single cut during quarantine, and nobody nice. was on Nobody was on the BQA. Beautiful day, too. Nobody Gorgeous. was on the BQA. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 love, like, doing, I love doing BQA now. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> um, so the upstate location, just for our uh, for our listeners, is at uh, 66... And there's a motorcycle going by. Is at uh, 6621 State Road at the intersection of Route 5 and Route 20 in Bloomfield, New York. Uh, their whole tagline, they have created beers that they wanted to drink 
for a company that they wanted to be a part of. Awesome. And, um, you know, we've been drinking their beers since they were founded in 2014. So they've been going for six years strong. Yeah. Um, I, I should know, go to the small little, small little other half. <clears throat> yeah. So you've been, you've been making some brewery runs that I've been seeing um, on your Instagram. And I have not been to the iconic brewery in Long Island City. What do you think about their beers? It's, it's awesome. Give me one second. Let me get my pop out too. Yeah, <laughs> He's going to go I run get a beer. Um, you know, I've, wa I've, I've watched a bunch of videos. He's been doing some beer runs to like Brick City. Yeah. Which uh, Doug from the beer noggin, Doug and I went there and pregame before a Giants game. And what are we what open up this Double. Nice. This is um, IPA from Bolero Snort with uh, Galaxy Citra, Asaka, and Sultana. Nice. One hoof in front of the other. <laughs> I really like good. that. Yeah. <laughs> what um, what what hop do you like? Me, I love Citra. Okay. Citrus to me is just, it makes every beer look, it's like it's citrus, like the beer bacon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you like bacon, it's like, wow. Everything that has citrus is just like delicious. Citrus, Galaxy, Mosaic, Simcoe. I like Simcoe and Mosaic because it gives um that green, West Coast, dank, grassy, you know, I like, I like those kind of, you know, flavors also in the beer. You like but, Amarillo at all? Um, uh, It depends. It depends how you use it. Okay. You know, dry hopping it. So I have tasted some beers with Amarillo dry hopping. It's been good. Yeah. You know, but I'm more towards the, you know, the Galaxies and Simcoe's and Mosaics. I'm not know. a huge Montueca fan. I'm not a, it's not like, I don't know, Montueca hops. I'm, so, I don't even, I always say it wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I had a, I had a, I had a Montueca dry hop lager from Thin Man, I believe, nice. recently. And I really didn't enjoy it as much. Really what was like that creamsicle one that you posted about Finback? Oh, that's the orange cream crush. My yeah. God, Finback is, is bringing out Finback is bringing out some heat. So you gotta go get that beer with some gloves. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, they're making some good beer. They're making some good, good beer. Have wow. you been to their location? Because I haven't yet. Yeah, I've been. I've been to a location in uh, Queens. Is a cool spot. I haven't, I haven't been to the one. In, yes, I've been going to with you know to them for about two two years now. Okay. Started going doing you know going crazy with beer and trying to go explore and ask questions about yeah. every brewery. You know. All right. So, so you ready, Hector? Yeah. Finback. Uh, Barrier. Threes. Lic Beer Project. Single cut. Uh huh. Other half. Mm -hmm. All these New York-based craft breweries. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite? Big Alice. <laughs> like, I didn't even mention it. <laughs> I didn't even mention it. And I saw you post about Big Alice. And tell me why that's your favorite and what's your favorite beer from them? Uh, jalapeno rye from Big Alice. What? what? <laughs> they have a jala yes, they have a jalapeno rye beer. That they could only make that beer, and I would love their beer and go there and support them and say that's my favorite brewery all the time. That beer. I've only that's heard of like rye whiskeys. Like, I don't like. even like rye. That, I don't even I like, don't like rye, rye beer. Either. I don't like rye beers. I, I don't either. Hate, like that astringent, funny aftertaste. That, but this beer yes. is so good. Jalapeno rye, I love you. Like Do I'm you telling get you, a strong wow. jalapeno taste? You're like you definitely know it's jalapeno. This, this is this is the this is the thing with that beer. I've been 
going through the evolution of that business. I've been going to Big Alice basically since, you know, they opened. And at the beginning, it was more like a just green pepper taste, no spice, yeah, no yeah. kick. And then they started adding a little kick. And it's to the point that you get a slight kick, but it's green, like green roast jalapeno with, with the dark malts, with the rye. It just makes everything just come together, and it's so delicious. It All right, we got to check this so out. Interesting. Good. So on top of that, you know, uh, you know, along with the jalapeno rye, they have a, a sweet potato farmhouse ale. Okay. That is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they also, make, they also make a lot of sours, a lot of kettle sours. Delicious kettle sours. All Beautiful. kinds of, yeah. This Big Alice is very really good. Big Alice. Um, right other half is love. Other half is just like, you know, yeah. we know other half is here. Like, we need right. to mention, like, other half, we know other half is just other half. Like. Right. But, Have you um, ever been to Grimm's huge event, the Pastry Town event? No, no, that's that's the pastry shop is that the Grimm and the other half collab events that they do in, yeah. in, in Industry City. Yeah, I wanted to go, and every time I wanted to go, I, I, I had a gig that same yeah. day, and I knew that if I went to those events, my day was over. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. our friend Dan that works at Beer Noggin, you know, Dan, the bartender yeah. at Beer Noggin, he goes to Pastry Town every year, mm-hmm. and his day is over as soon as he arrives. Yeah, like. <laughs> the, last, the last beer event that I went to was um, the before they closed everything down was the Barrel Age Fest in Gun Hill. Okay. Wow. And we 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 came out of there at four o'clock. I don't I don't remember anything that happened that night that afternoon. <laughs> nothing. My friend, my friend, we woke up. I woke up on my couch. My compadre was in the couch with me. On the other side, he woke up. He's like, "Yo, I lost forty dollars." <laughs> Yeah, you got no money. I have forty dollars. We, I'm here helping him look for forty dollars, and we found a whole bunch of aluminum pans and tins full of sour cream and guac in the kitchen. And we was like, we ate Mexican food. <laughs> forty dollars worth. <laughs> Thirty, thirty-four, forty-six. Yep. There you go. Oh my yes. god. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to go one to one of those pastry town events. Yeah. But I know I'm gonna have to, you know, just stay in Brooklyn somewhere and go with somebody that's gonna drag my ass out of there because I'm not gonna remember much. So there was an event at Industrial Arts that was canceled this year because of uh, COVID and everything that's going on. We went last year and it was called Lab Fest. It was live Amazing. art and beer. And they had, I, I don't know, did you go to the event last year or no? No. No. So Industrial Arts has two locations, one in Garnerville in Rockland County, and the other one is uh, up in um, Dutchess County in Beacon, New York. They just okay. opened up that second location. Oh, nice. I've, I've been to the one here that's close to... In Garnerville, right? Yeah, it's Garnerville, okay. So you know, you know the, buildings, the buildings in Garnerville and Rockland County, did you know that those were uh, factories that used to make Union soldier uniforms for the Civil War? I, I heard, yes. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I stopped. I'm like, well, it's a nice building. Yeah. <laughs> Weird, big, just yeah. old factory-looking building. I'm like, what? Yeah, so we, we, went, we went last May. It was like May 18th of last year, of 2019. And they had a live art and beer festival that was unreal. It was over 40 breweries that were represented there that you, you could taste their beer. Uh, and then there was artists that had their artwork, like, throughout the nice. whole facility. Not just like where their building is throughout the whole facility, which is pretty cool. That is so awesome. we're hoping that maybe they push that to 
Well, I paid for this year ahead of time, yeah, we and did. they were they were on it with the COVID thing, and I got a refund and an email. Damn it, because that happened this year. Wow. So I, I don't know if it's going to be pushed off or if they're going to do it next summer. I don't know. I like beer events. I love going to beer events. You got to go to this one when they do it again. It's amazing. Okay. So amazing. Like no, I was actually planning on going at one point to the Omega Gang. Well, this year I was planning on going, but, you know, everything got canceled. Yeah. Oh, up in Cooperstown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, been, I, went, I went to Omega Gang. I went to okay. Omega Gang one. And... I heard those festivals they're, are crazy. They're Belgian beer focused, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And actually, you know, they they part of Duvel now. Like, I lost love for them after I found out that he sold out. And <laughs> me, it's just Chuck, go go hard, go hard. Don't don't make it big, you know. You know, I understand, you know, the business game, but you got to make it big, you know, get everything. They're gonna provide the money, but you know, to me, I I'd rather I rather just chug my way by myself. <laughs> there you go. That's the way I see it. <laughs> Listen, Hector, we want sold out. We want to thank. We have like an hour cut off on our our podcast. I don't even time. know when we started. We want to thank you for taking the time out of your Sunday to spend yes, it with thank us. You. Um, well, thanks you know, for inviting me, guys. Yeah, this this was an awesome time. We're definitely gonna have you on the show again. Maybe we can do it in person. Maybe at the beer noggin. Yeah, uh, before sure. they open. You know, I like being noggin. We can even do it outside right there. Let us yeah. chill outside. <laughs> and next time, I'm going to ask you about your sneaker collection. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which, that's, that's, that's a nightmare. Like, I, don't even wear, I don't even wear sneakers like that no more. I wear one pair of sneakers. Like, I have a whole bunch of boxes and boxes. Box of boxes. Collecting dust. All right, folks. So if you guys are thirsty for more, you can listen to us. On Apple, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, any platform you can find a uh, podcast. We are there. Cheers. Like I, thank you. I feel like I'm going to have to do a chug before we cut off, right? Do yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Right? With a double. There we go. Oh, oh my God. It's a double. We're going to post this video, guys. Cheers. That, I am so impressed. Thank Hello. you. Get ready for the pow pow, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> thank no you. No way you know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> later. Bye. Bye later. Later. <laughs>